Car 2 podcast is back after a successful first season for season two. I'm really looking forward to visiting new and exciting locations. I've been to London, Sydney, Taipei, Hong Kong, Manhattan, seeking out colorists who have an interesting tale to tell. Ready to have some fun? If you look inside it, you can see every possible color. So, Leo, thanks for showing me around 235. It's a, it's a great setup you got here. Thank you, you, for coming to know our company. You're welcome anytime. It's, it's been, this is the first uh, podcast from South America, so let's explain to everyone. Uh, we're in uh, Bogota, and first ever chat, or first time I've ever been into the area, this is for holidays or work or anything, we're running some training later in the week, and I did a bit of research on who to talk to, and all, all roads led to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you must be doing something right. So tell me what sort of things you do here at 235. 235, it's a company, 235 Digital. It's a company uh, mainly for color grading. Yes. That's, uh, we, we have digital lab and other services, but the main core, it's color grading. We think that uh, I love great, but uh, mainly we think that the, the market, some, the company have seven years from created. And uh, we think in, the, in this time that the market needs an, a company for this specific uh, craft. Yes. Because uh, they have a lot of services. We have a, a lot of, before, the huge companies that have sound, design, post, uh, color grading, finishing, but uh, nobody have a specific company for that, for this craft. So in, in here, you don't have editing and you don't really have visual effects. They're done outside and come in when it's been edited. You do the grade and then you partner with your partners next door. They're doing the sound. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes we finish, but it's uh, sometimes. Yeah. Or, and that's the other situation because the market, we have, we have a market, it's growing. Uh, it, this market uh, start uh, with local productions, but I don't know, uh, from two or three years ago, they, uh, Netflix start working in Colombia. Yeah. Because the government create film laws. Yes. So the first film law, it's created for support the local production. But the second film law is for uh, re rebates for other com external yes. companies. So when Netflix or, or the other uh, huge studios start working in Colombia, so they, they, they say, hey, I work in Colombia, but I want the best of the country. So we, we need to share services between companies. Yeah. Sometimes uh, they, they want to use the X300 of the other company. For example, Lavo, or, or they want to work with Cinecolor. But what we do is, okay, you have, you have your X300, but yeah. I need Leo, or the, yeah. town, the, yeah. the artist. So let's back up a bit. So you're mentioning Netflix. So I'm assuming you're more long form features and TV drama. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
so uh, let's explain where we're sitting in. We are sitting in a theatre. So we're in about a 15 metre space, I suppose, 10 metre space. We've got six seats in front of us and we're sitting at the back of the room. Um, so explain why you wanted a theatre over a, maybe a traditional, a lot of people grading features on, on monitors and not got a projector in the room. Was that a big thing for you? Yeah, I think this, it, when we go to a DCP for, for projection rooms, uh, the, the kind of light you have with a projector, it's not the same yeah. you have in a monitor. Yes. And the, the size of your, or of your projection, it's different. Yeah. The quality of your shapes, yes. the quality of your BFX, yeah. it's different. You need more pixels details. Yes, yeah. So what projector have you got there? We have a JVC projector. This is 4K, the yes. latest version, yep. and it's HDR2. Wow. Well, let's see some in HDR. That'd be yeah, good. It's HDR10. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And as I said, we've got six type cinema type seating in front. We're <laughs> at a bay at the back. We've got a tangent element panel. You see all this from the photos. I can see you're running Resolve. Mm -hmm. uh, was that a choice that you've been a DaVinci user for a long time or? Yeah, that, uh, I work with many systems. Uh, I use Resolve, I use Baselight, I use Luster, wow. I use Flame. Uh, and sometimes I have to work with the small two to grade. Yeah, all right. So but, let's go back. How did, you, how did you start in color grading? What was, your, what was the first <laughs> system you used? Uh, the first systems I used Maybe it's for grading. Yeah. It's of it's a flame. Okay. Flame. But then they buy the the, the luster yes. in the company. So it's flame, luster, smoke. They, I used cyborg. I, you you remember yeah. cyborg? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I used cyborg for grading. Right. I use a lot of wow. <laughs> here because it's it, it's a small market. Yes. So the companies buy one this system. So we and I remember this cyborg. It's the first. HD system in the country. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's funny, but uh, but I have to. So we need to move to HD. That's the new technology yes. in this moment. Yeah. So I, I use what is better for the result, and and I use for this time the, the cyborg. Then I use uh, Scratch from Assimilate. I use Color for from Apple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember what Fox called me for uh, for a documentary. Yeah. They and they don't have time. That's I, they need to for the next day. So editorial finish and I start grading. So wow, I need to confirm. No, it's not time to confirm. So I have to grade in Final Cut and have the engineer checking, doing the, the QC in real time when we, we working. That's crazy, but it's great. You know, it's how you how you can uh, use any tool. Yeah. For do you work? I I think it's. So, so many people say in Mexico that it's not the sword, it's a warrior. So maybe you you have to be the ability to work in what tools you have. Yeah. Uh, now we have Resolve, and I think this is an amazing tool. The, the, the speed of development of Blackmagic, it's amazing. Yeah. The DaVinci, is it running on a Mac or a Linux or a PC? Did you think I'd buy a Linux system or...? We, we we are based on PC. PC system, yeah. okay. The, the main reason is because uh, 
uh, we think that in PC runs faster than Mac. Yeah. Mm, and we can build and we can uh, change our GPUs. Yeah, what cards have you got in there? Titan X. Do you ever bring a monitor into this room and grade with it or not? Sometimes for when we try, when we, we know, for example, it's a, the last uh, movie for Netflix, we, we have to put the monitor, mm. but the DP, the DOP wants to use the, the, the projector too. So. And you've got your projector running in, in P3? Sometimes. Sometimes. For, for Netflix, no, it's not possible. No. They, they, they only work. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good. No, I like the room. It's cool. It's a nice room. <laughs> wow. You, I'm fine. The, the house, the place for can get this, this area. It's hard. It's very hard because we, we try to find the specific house. You say, oh, we, we remove these walls, but it's complex. Or sometimes, no, you can't remove these walls. Or it's complex. And create it thinking specifically for projection. Yeah. Let's have a little run, just to have a run your reel there. Is this sure. what we're looking at? So do you do commercial stuff as well, or is it mainly? Yeah, no, no it's not mainly. This is a specific demo reel that yeah. we made for because uh, Technicolor opened a uh, facility in Mexico. Yeah. So we, are, we will go to start working with them. Okay. So the, I, I, we prepared this demo yes. reel for, for this specific situation. So do you go up there and work in, in Mexico with them, or do you remote grade with them? Uh, now we have on a small uh, place who works there, but we have the same uh, option for the other companies and the other uh, producers. Yeah. So I go to make service in Mexico. I re sometimes when I am in Mexico and I have to do some work for Colombia, I, I work remote. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. I think it's it's difficult in the way you you are not sure if you are specific uh, details. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's oof, complex. That's that is when it gets tricky. Yeah, I mean you yeah. can have everything everything the same and the same monitors, everything calibrated, everything. <laughs> and when somebody's asking you to do something, you're not quite sure. Yeah, you can't yeah. just look at them like, like I'm looking at you, going. <laughs> You really want to do that? <laughs> yeah. When sometimes I finish the the movie, well, so I finish my work in Mexico and I'm back, and oh, I want to check here for some reason the same project. Ooh, it's a little green. Oh, why? <laughs> and and it and it's and it's done, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's an, that's um, and uh, we 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 work remote sessions and uh, remote uh, only mm, screenings. Yes. Because sometimes it's better and save times. Yeah. That the screening than the, the, the bigger TF. Yeah, yeah, I'll do the same thing. And what cameras are you seeing here in, in Colombia? What, what's the most popular camera for your long form work, do you think? Mm, for for future films, maybe yes. uh, Red, yeah. Alexa, and F55. That's the main F55. camera. F55, that's yeah. pretty the same, pretty much the same three, wherever I go. I'm seeing a little bit of uh, Panasonic Vericam, and now we're seeing a little bit of Venice, Venice. which I like. So it's, Alexa's a hard nut to crack. Yeah. 
And that's, I, I've done more red personally than Alexa in the sort of movie uh, space that I work in, but more probably in commercials, people are reaching for Alexa. Sure. Uh, many, many DOPs loves Alexa. Well, it's safe, isn't it? It's a safe option, I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. You know, and especially if you're up and coming, someone goes, what camera do you want? You, you know you're going to choose Alexa. It's not, it's not going to be too much of a gamble. What's this we're looking at now? Yeah, and for low budget, it's yeah. Sony FS7. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that or the A7S, yeah. yeah. And are you... Are you conforming back to the raw or are you getting a baked file so you're getting like the, the, the 20 minute reel of a feature or how, what is your workflow here? Okay, we, we work first, we conform in the in other room. Yes. Because I think the, so from you don't need to use, yeah. this, is, this is for grading. Yes. Uh, you, you, are, you have a problem in your company if you use the resource yeah. in, in the way that's that, yeah. yeah and um we confirm with the from the raw we don't trim the files right you copy the originals mm -hmm. yeah yeah sometimes it's it's better for because uh, you you save well that's why um, I, storage would trim, yeah, I normally can't i normally trim with handles and copy those sections to my storage so it's normally what i would do and then uh, and what's the editing software of choice here for feature films? Mm, Avid and Media Composer. Right. So you're getting an AAF, are you, normally from the editorial? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes Premiere, but uh, it's yeah, mainly... St still much like Oz, mm -hmm. yeah. Still mainly Avid in the, in the higher end thing. And then you conform the visual effects shots as well. They come to you at that time, initial grading, and you add those individually, or they normally put in by the editor, or do you do it? No, well, the, the BFX, I work in Flame, yes. I'm, I'm a BFX artist, right. yeah. so sometimes, it's more because I, I, I like to remember my yeah. Flame days. <laughs> I <laughs> use you, Fusion. You like to remember the money from those days. <laughs> That's what you like to remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, sometimes if, if I have to fix uh, the microphone or yeah. the small things, you know, an Apple box or something like this, I fixed it here in Fusion, yeah. but uh, when I, we work with uh, another company, a BFX company, so we send uh, the, the the liner the, the the files. Yeah. Then we work with a lot, yep. and they back. So you do they work with our three D files, or do you render them something else? Once you've conformed, what do you give them? DPX. You give them DPX. Sixteen, 16, 16 DPX. But yeah. so, may not. Just maybe one time, one BFX studio, they know we need the, the red files. Yeah. For a chroma key, I remember. Yeah. They want the, 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 the original Yeah, not so files. much. Normally, the DPX or EXRs, they're starting to move towards EXR pipelines now in Australia for visual effects shows. Sure. Uh, which is good, but we just need more storage. It keeps the storage guys happy. <laughs> yeah. They like that. So then... You keep bring everything in, you get the visual effects shots back, you adding those manually or does someone update the AAF for you? Yeah, they, they confirm. Right, so, so they put mm -hmm. they put the visual effects uh, back in there, uh -huh. give you a new one, update, 
And so how do you update your timeline? If you say every two days you get a new AAF or three days, do you? Then you, how do you get, use Color Trace or something to keep your grades updated? Or no. link remote grades? No, when, when it's uh, BFX versions, yeah. we create a fusion effects. Okay. So it, they, maybe they work in Nuke. All right. But if you, can, you, you uh, get the same name file, so you, you give to the studio, they put the same name and I replace and, uh, that, and resolve. Oh, and, okay. and you have versions, you have yes. right click yeah. and put uh, version one, version yeah. two, and I have only yeah. one, one clip. All right. That, that works with smoke and nuke very well. Okay. All right, so they just name it the same. Mm -hmm. It's a name. In, it's a version, they have you underscore two yeah. or three or two if okay. the version change. It's the, it's the way that uh, Fusion works, these Fusion effects. Well, before when it's the two software. And you said you use a Fusion coming from a flame background. Mm -hmm. How do you find Fusion? Is it similar or very different? No, it, it's different. It's, uh, I, I, <laughs> I grow with, with discrete logic. Of course. So <laughs> well, it's a bit like Avid. Is Flame still the top of the tree, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's hard to dislodge that. A, the amount of users or people that are using it, and B, it's still the, the top box to use in most commercial places. I know Nuke is used for a lot of long-form visual effects, but commercials finishing high-end, then normally it will go into a Flame at some stage. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do in Resolve apart from color? Do you like doing some of the other things in there? Like oh. would you fix stuff a bit in Resolve or are you using the plugins much? No, no, I use mainly for grading. I use, uh, I use uh, all the curves. I use a lot of curves. I like the curves. Yeah, the, the curves, it, it's for, it, for me it's very important. And that's because that's how you grew up in Flame and Luster using it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Luster is, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong. I like, I like People often say, well, the right and the wrong way. I say, well, there's quite a lot of different ways, not always the right or the wrong way. It's the tool that you like to use. And you can be fast in. Well, for example, I, the, the, these bolts, I don't use it. I use knobs. Yeah, I use the printer lights. Printer lights, yeah, printer lights and printer offset lights, exposure. And yeah. knobs. I precision. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for a creative mm. uh, situation when I try to find something. Yes. But uh, when I'm in my day-to-day -day work, yeah. it's knobs yeah. and printer lights. And I you have this, we're looking at the element, folks. You have these mapped out, so you've got printer lights on these buttons. Yeah. Oh. Same as you can your keyboard. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Good. Well, I think so. There's uh, lots of people doing that. And like I've often referenced before here, you know, people grading big jobs, they don't even have a panel at all. They just programmed everything to their keyboard and maybe a pen for drawing maps and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, two years from now, uh, I found this guy have, they map all the software in a sound mixer. Yeah. You, I don't know, you see this. Yeah, I've seen a picture. And I buy it and I use it yeah. and it works fine. Yeah. It's 99 of the software map on, uh, with this DJ yeah. <laughs> surface, <laughs> it's different. I, 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 all my life, I like to prove, to try new things. Like uh, new, be new beta of 16 version, I want to use it.
Yeah, that's really, I love it. I, I, I need to change. Uh, I think that when you are a colorist, you don't have to be uh, specific steps all the, for all the projects. Sometimes I, color, I know some colorists that use the same tools all, your, all his life. Mm. And I know, I use, okay, for this, maybe if I use this tool, this new tool, okay, great, works. Or maybe this, one, this other development. Yeah. And it's great. DCTLs, it's amazing. Yes. It's a new world for me. Yeah. That's so all I have. You have to. No, a bit of program. Yeah. Is that you? You can do that? Yeah. Yeah, you're a clever guy. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm not the best. <laughs> no, no. That has opened up a lot of options, which I think is pretty cool. Um, because, you know, it's there. And for Blackmagic to make that available, the people can come up with some really good ideas to put into the DCTLs, and I think that's nice. Yeah. So, in terms of your competition, what's the grading uh, like in Bogota? What are the other options? Are there big post houses, small little iMac-like places, I call them, doing color? What's, is it a bit of everything? Yeah, I have a, for example, Labo, it's one of the companies we work together but uh, they have an, uh, a, a PC system too with a mini panel, and they have an Asan. Uh, they are Cinecolor, this is from Argentina. They, they, have, uh, they work with Resolve maybe right now. They're working with a Scratch too. It, it, that's uh, crazy, but uh, when, when we start grading, I'm the first with, in Colombia, we don't have film laboratories. No. So you, the colorist doesn't exist. All right. So when, when we start with, with the digital intermediate, the producers, what is this color grading? <laughs> and, oh, what? How much? How much? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and we need to start to, yeah, for the market to understand yes. that's, that's yeah. a very important yeah. uh, part of the process yeah but it, it's hard it mm. takes time I, I say it's hard because you could get away with not color correcting something and you would still have a program it wouldn't look very good and I suppose the same way you could get away without doing too much in the sound wouldn't sound very good but at the end of the day you do have to edit and you obviously got to shoot so I think that's the problem we have as colorists is when budgets get pushed or they've used up the extra color grading budget for reshoots and things and then they go oh we did have some money but now we don't have as much money and because we're right at the end we're always the ones that go oh I have to really. <laughs> we've only got this much money now so it is about education and it's about showing the producers and it's about sitting down and saying look I've got a theater like this and I've got panels like this and I've got scopes and I'm doing this um are you in the CSI, the Colorist no. Society? You should be. I want to... I, I want to You, you should be. apply, because of what I've seen yeah. here, definitely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that no... So no film labs, so not much of a Colombian film history there. No, so we, when, we, when we finish, I have to travel to Mexico or to Venezuela or to Argentina to print the films. Wow. So I, the, the final decisions on the lab... With the, the the timer, yeah. I made it. Right. It's not the DOP because uh, I I know t 
technically what I do. Yeah. So the relationship with the laboratories, it's it's mine. So all the all the all the movies I have, I travel and makes this final decision in the lab. So I I learned a lot. Yeah. That's amazing. No, that's good skills to have. Having lab skills and done that color timing with a timer, just just important background yeah. skills. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, definitely cool. All right. Well, let's have a little walk around the facility, Great. and uh, well, let's see uh, what else we got here at two three five. So we're walking out of the the theatre. If I smash into anything, it's because it's very dark and I've just got off an aeroplane all the way from Australia. <laughs> so this is our uh, reception area. And I can see here we've got like a machine room. What do you use that for? This is, a, this is the digital lab. We create the DCPs, we confirm, we copy deliveries, final, final deliveries we made here. That's when it's the, all the hard drives of the client. Right, okay. So you're starting to get into making DCPs. And what about, you mentioned Netflix. Did you finish and deliver the Netflix shows? Not for, not for now, just one. But we use a, a, another facility. Yeah. My iMedia. But now we are working with Netflix for a certification. Right, okay. The IMF yeah. creation. Yeah, because, I mean, that can, be a, that can be a whole job. We're just walking upstairs, folks. There's a there's a there's a post house <laughs> pussycat there. Yeah, I mean that can be a whole. It's a sort of a new finishing role, I suppose. It's been created whether somebody in a in a post house takes on that role, and I think this is you're in a good position for that because you've got to have a certain amount of knowledge. You've got to have the monitoring. You've got to have the expertise, the drives, the machines that are fast enough, and that's putting you above. Hello. <laughs> Above the next guy. Or maybe the guy that can just do the grading but can't do the finishing. No. So this is more your TV type room, yeah? Commercials, TV series. And you run in a tangent wave and a Flanders. Going for it. And a CMT40. Uh-huh. Most popular monitor in the world. And what's this big guy? Uh-huh. This is a LG C9. C9. Mm -hmm. We are we are using a lot box, a Teranex, a mini Teranex mini. Yeah. For a lot, for a lot. And what do you use for calibrating this? It's Kalman. Yeah. Now we uh, we start working with HDR. That's uh, the wow. I actually, I have I have I don't know six months, and we and we start working for HBO. Yeah. A series in, and we work in HDR. So, right. but we are uh, in this uh, new, these first steps. So we start wor working with different workflows. It's we, we are start, we are learning. You got to start learning and start testing and just start yeah. looking at HDR yeah. images and just evaluating them and getting the DPs to do the same and getting them in front of the monitors and showing them what can be done and what can't be done. Are you liking HDR grading, what you've seen so far? Mm, today, I, I like working HDR. Okay. And, and I think we first, we have to start an HDR master, then create the, 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 the I don't know, the trim pass. Yeah, the trim pass, the Dolby Vision, mm -hmm. the Dolby Vision the Dolby model, vision. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because when I start working first in HDR in SDR and we trim pass to HDR, yeah. the, the it's different. You you don't have the same no. rain. No. I don't know. No. It's it, it's not it's not a good idea. No. And now we're moving into the kitchen area, as we say, almost the most important place of any post house. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been here, Leo? How many years? Did you say seven years? Seven years, yeah. But we, we don't start here. Right. We okay. start at my home. Right. Yeah. And uh, one day I'm, I'm working and Jose, it's my partner, say, wow, I, uh, I have these boxes. <laughs> for what? <laughs> you know for what? Go to our place. So we grow the company in my own, in my, in my home. <laughs> so we create we move, remove some walls and projection, but this is a small place, very small place. Yeah. Now we, we start working, working and all, we need a, a more space and a better uh, facility for have more rooms or it's, it's better. That's lovely, it's great. Yeah. All right, we'll go and grab a beer somewhere, shall we? The International Colors Academy specializes in classroom training around the world. The classroom is the ultimate way to learn. So whether you want to become Resolve certified or learn the subtleties of HDR grading, the ICA has a class for all levels, beginner to master class. You can find us at icolorist.com. Now you make IMFs in Resolve? Yep. And yeah. how, how are you finding that? Because a lot of people use hardware solutions. How are you finding it in Resolve? No, I, uh, I create the IMFs, then I, then I start the certification with Netflix, and technically, technically it's okay. They, they, it's certified by Netflix, the, the IMF creations. And uh, I'm now, we do it, the DCPs with uh, CineAsset, Yes, from Dolby, but man, I'm trying to, to do some DCPs from, from Resolve and it works fine. That's great. Because a lot of people ask me that. I mean, I don't, I don't finish myself, but people say, well, there's a Netflix, there's IMF tab there, but are people using it or are they using, obviously, the hardware solutions? They're obviously more expensive. Yeah, no, I... Try not to get run over. No, it's it's certified. Netflix certified result for IMF creation. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do the test. I send to Netflix. Yeah. So so I uh, I we do all the process for IMF creation. Yeah. And it's certified. It's okay. And that's supposedly going to be faster in Resolve 16 as well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. This is the place we're having the colorist mixer. Yeah. Cool. Nice artwork out the front here. Yeah, look at that. So we have found our bar and uh, we are joined by two very special guests. And uh, they are South American colorists as well. So we're just going to pass around the table and they're going to introduce themselves and they're going to tell us what they're drinking. Hi guys, I'm Diego. Right now we are taking some beers. Um, we're in a really nice place that give us like different kind of beers. One of them that I like it a lot is the a blonde one, but with chili. I like that one a lot. Where are you from? 
I'm from Colombia. I'm from Bogota. I'm from Bogota. Hi, I'm Javier Guevara. I'm from Argentina. And I'm drinking a really good cider here. I don't drink beer because I don't like it. So question while I've got you here, the, the differences in coloring in South America, is there a difference between the markets or maybe the clients are different? Maybe they're more demanding? And I'll ask this to, to Leo, do you think? Mm, I think it's not so different. Maybe the, the budgets are different, sure. So uh, we, 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 we start this, or the, co the companies and the producers start with a very low budgets after the, the government create the, the film laws. So they have extra money for, for, fil for film with more money. But uh, the DOPs, I think it's, it's the same because many of these DOPs, Working in LA or working yeah, in so other countries. Work, like yeah. you're gonna work in Mexico. Uh, like, uh huh? Diego, you can work around. Have a uh, based in, in Asia as well, in Bali and shooting. Diego, how many feature films come out of Colombia every year? I, I don't know exactly the number, but I think like 40? Around 40? No, maybe 27, 30. Maybe 27, 30, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can say that right now the country that produces more movies in South America is Brazil. Brazil produces 370 and Mexico, and Mexico, <laughs> movies. Mexico have that big industry. So uh, for, for the extra, uh, the, the, the film, the second film law, now we, we have uh, hey, producers from, uh, from the uh, Universal, or not only Netflix, working here right now so that's that, that, that's not a Colombian movies but they film here and now they start post-production post here in Colombia it's the first one that they do it here we used to have a really big market we, we used to have around 150 features per year but now it's not the best moment for Argentina and the film industry so when we thought about which could be the best place to bring the ICA classes to South America we thought in Colombia and Mexico and we choose Colombia because they are in a perfect place to to for many people around South America came here but yeah I think Colombia is growing so fast in the film industry and I don't know Mexico is a big fish here. Yeah. It seems to just, I've only been here a day, just talking to people. The colorists we had today at today's session seems to be that things are picking up, certainly in uh, the film industry, probably across uh, South America. Now, do Colombian people like to see a local film or do they want to see Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very sad because the, the local films, they one week on the, sc on the screens. Even that's, less, even yeah. they have stay uh -huh. three days in the, in the theaters and that's, that's it. Yeah, that's I just want to add nothing against Hemsworth. He's actually my neighbor back in Australia. So nothing against him, he's a good bloke. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do have the same issue, obviously. It's, it's hard sometimes for local films to get a breakthrough. Do, do you have, you obviously have Netflix here 
in yeah, Colombia, yeah. but do you have the equivalent Colombian type Netflix where you can show local shows on pay per view? Like your own streaming platform. Yeah, like your own streaming platform. Yeah, yeah we. Colombia have one platform, like it's uh, from the Radio National Television. Uh -huh. It's Radio National Television create an online platform that what they are doing is that they are putting all the Colombian films online for everyone to watch. Them. No, and the last year I, I create two series only for this platform. Yeah. They never go to uh, open TV. Yeah. So here's a question to you guys. What do you say to the client and you've you've sent them a version and they're looking at it and they ring you up and goes, oh, it looks different on my uh, laptop or my machine. What do you say to them? Diego. I always say, come to my place. Come to my place and we will check together <laughs> what you want to see. It's always that. Because it's going to look different in every computer, in every cell phone, in every screen. So... What I say to my clients, hey, I spend money in calibrating, I spend money in the displays. So the best way for me to have an average of screens uh, is for you to come in my place and check with both what you want to see. Yeah, actually, I, I'm working now for a, a Netflix series, uh, Distrito Salvaje, Temporada 2. And this uh, day, we, we, we work here in uh, in Colombia with an X300 and we have to go to LA to check with the DOP and they have a uh, C8 and it's very close but it's not the same there's little details that I I can I, I cannot I can yeah. I know that it's not the same so it, it's it's a difference in this professional displays what do you think in a moment I don't know in the in the monitor of the computer. So, Leo, you're saving up for an X300 or a Flanders. Uh, what? What? No, wow. So you're saving, <laughs> you're saving money? Saving money. Yeah. For, to get an X300? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> or do you, do you prefer to buy a car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Take beer. vacations, <laughs> take beer with my friends, <laughs> take some beer, some whiskey. No, actually. For, for HDR, I think it's not a good moment for our market to have spent all this money in this monitor. And for example, Sony have three different versions in what? How many times? Four years, three years yes. of the same monitor. And, and, that, and this market, we can pay that. So C9, I think it's a very good option and we can change it. I, I travel to Canada to uh, Alter Ego, and I talked with these guys, and they they told me we use C8 uh, monitors, and it's very easy to change. Yeah. If we go to a local market and we buy a new one. Javier, you're Argentinian. You're here in Colombia. You live in Bali. You work in Singapore. Do you think it's easier to move around now? Yeah, for me it's, it's easier in a way and I love to, to work grading remotely and on our hands and, and for me, based on my experience, I, I really like to work uh, online or remotely because I feel the people start to talk more about feeling that try to push you to do something like a just an operator say, uh, okay, warm, cold, 
you know, it's saturated. And when when you when you have a meeting and you 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 send them a proposal, like an image proposal, you talk about this proposal. It's not about show me before, show me after. Okay, blended sixty percent, seventy percent, seventy one. I like it. You know, it's it's more about. And it's, I, I'm I'm cinematographer also, so I think it's the same experience I had as cinematographer. At the beginning, you have two lights and two flags, and you can move it. But after that, you have 20 lights, million flags, and you you need to start to learn how to express the things roughly in a way and choose the right artist to 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 bring this so, so for example as i'm working with leo and i choose leo because i like the way he works i have to give him the the freedom to express himself in the in, in the work so i i really don't believe in this like a be on on the the grading room and push the the colorist i think it's i chose i choose a, a colorist i I have to give them the main idea and, and give them the time and the space to, to work. I, I, I work in the same way. Many of my DOPs more, more closer. It, the, I work alone. So then he came and we finish our work. And that, that's the end. That's the reason that we are storytellers. Yeah. That, that's our work. So it, the hardware, it's a tool. But we have to tell the stories. Yeah, and at the end, it's a relationship, uh, a friendship. It's a friendship. It's like you have to be next to the DP or the DP have to be next to us, like, I don't know how many hours. So at the end, it's, it's like understand each other. I always say that at the beginning, we have to be like a doctor, like trying to ask as many questions to the DPs yeah. to try to figure it out what is in their brain and then express them in the image. I think because before it was a fancy, fancy thing. The people want to be there and want to, you know, you spend a lot of money for just one hour and you want to be yeah. sitting at the couch and drinking whiskey, but now it's not this fancy thing. And now we, we need to color grade all the footage also for Instagram or Facebook. So the, the experience of color grading is changing. Yeah. Leah, you mentioned earlier a story about a a client playing with your balls. Is that right? Can you tell this for the podcast? Yes, sure. like that. Is it X? Will we get another? Will we get another X rating? Yeah, that's. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a client. So I, I, I don't know. I, I go to a, a room, and when I back, the client is on my chair, and the image is I don't know what color is that yellow, red, red, I don't know. And she looked at me and, oh, Leo, sorry, I moved your balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> For the three of you, if you are grading a feature film that's pretty well shot, I'm going to ask you how many nodes, this is resolved, could be layers if you're in luster or stacks, or how many would you, I don't want you to tell me, I want you to put up in fingers at the same time, how many nodes would you typically use on a pretty well shot, normal type job? Go. Wow, we got five from Diego, 10 from Leo, seven, Javier. Yeah, I'll go with two. 
The reason it's because uh, I want I have the option for the client if showing the before and after of any of the process that I made. Yeah. So I try to not mix many tools in one yeah. note. Yeah. That's the reason because yeah, I yeah. work with client and they they want to know what I do and I can show it easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah even we we were talking with Diego five minutes ago about that. Maybe you, you check online some picture of Walter Broad Pato and Arabic colorists and you, you check it, they have just three serial notes and they even they are not labeled. So it's, it's a completely different <laughs> way to do it, you know? But yeah. Senor, you have the same as me, eh? Yes, <laughs> we'll have a jug of that. Please. A jug, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anyway, yeah. for you guys? Oh, I have, I have my whiskey. So. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Good. Yeah. Gracias. We are in another mood. It's funny because probably you guys are going to think that here in Colombia everyone speaks English, <laughs> but but we don't. Realmente no. But Warren speaks Spanish. Yeah. So. yeah. Spanish. yeah. Bueno. 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 Today we talk Warren to to say. Right click. So how do you say right click in Spanish, Warren? Click derecho. <laughs> click derecho. Right click. And so you have a say when you're teaching a result class. Uh, we are in a bar called Cervecitas. It's a really nice place where you can like try different kind of beers. Uh, it's not a really busy place, but that's that's what I like it of the place. Thanks, Leah. Thank you, you. Please, uh, this podcast it's very important for all Latin America. We are extremely happy to you are here with us. That's very important for us that all the people who hear your podcast can know what happened in Latin America. Latin America, it's very important right now. We are working for many years and we are very professionals and, and we are really big friends here. And thank you very for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Salud. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please tune in next month for another edition. If you have enjoyed the pod, then please leave feedback on iTunes or iColorist.com. Who would you like to see featured on the next Color Tour podcast? You can contact me at Color Tour Pod on Twitter.